I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Sean Nights League, the only league that counts. Second podcast of the evening. It is trade review. Let's get right into it. The first trade of the 2023 season, much bemoaned in the prior podcast. You know it. You hate it. You love it. It's Matt and Nick. Matt giving getting Anthony Richardson, Sam Howell, 24 first, and Terry McLaurin. Nick Young getting Justin Herbert and a 24 third. Now, as I've said before, even if I don't love the selections that Matt made, especially the back-to-back quarterback. Um, And now looking at the state of Nick's team and thinking this is top four at worst. So we're talking, okay, it's Caleb Williams, it's Drake May, it's Marvin Harrison, it's the top running back, it's another quarterback, right? I just think it makes it, it's it's too much. It's too many pieces. It, it, It could potentially, if it's a top two pick and it ends up being Drake May, it's three quarterbacks for the price of one. It's just, it's too much to give up personally. Um, so yeah, don't, don't love it myself giving up Lamar Jackson and the pick that became Michael Mayer for Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, a 24 first and a 25 second round swap. Terrible, terrible returns on my part. Now, somewhat redeemed by, um, what I did with Kendra Miller and we will get to that. We'll get to the net effects. We actually talked a little bit about the net effects. I'm actually just going to skip to it. I had mentioned it before that it was essentially, Tank, Jaden Reed, 224 first, a 24 second. Dave's 24. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Forget that because I gave two firsts for Olave. So it's really Tank Bigsby, Jaden Reed, Olave, a 24 second, Dave's 24 third, and a 25 second round swap. That's actually not that bad. That's not great. I wouldn't say it's great getting two receivers, Olave and Reed, you know, basically for a top five running back quarterback this year. Yeah, that's not great in the standard league. But if I wasn't such an asshole and I had drafted Devon A. Chain instead of Tank Bigsby as I intended, right? Or let's just say I was feeling a little frisky and said, nah, I don't want another pick. Give me uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I hear Jeff Wilson, sir. Just, just for the shit of it, right? And I was considering that. He's, you know, I drafted him in another dynasty league. I think I have him in a best ball. Like he is a guy that I was kind of, I've got him in, um, in two of my... St- standard leagues this year. It was definitely a guy at that time I had my my ears perked up about, but I didn't inquire about with Nate, which is a mistake. But you swap Bigsby out for either of those guys. I actually don't think it's a horrible trade, but given what I actually did with it, it's it's a bad trade. It's too, too little to give. Um, okay, next trade. Devin gives his 2024 third to Dave, which became Jacoby Myers. Almost not worth discussing. It is a better trade for Devin. Jacoby Myers has not looked as good since Josh McDaniel is out, but he's still a guy you can drop in a flex and a 24 third. If you're Devin, not that valuable. Decent for Dave looking for some capital, but if he waited a couple weeks, he had the potential to sell higher. Okay, now, I I think I... Okay, so Billy and Devin. This is also a pre-draft kind of trade. So Billy gets Deontay Johnson... Pick that became Zay Flowers. No, well, yeah, but he drafted Zay Flowers. Yeah, the pick that became Jaden Reed and Dave's 2024 third for Quentin Johnson and Hendon Hooker. This is, and this is what I'm talking about ranking 
Devin's draft lower. I mean, you're getting, you're getting, this was all to go up. I was confused by the time. Now, obviously, was Devin intending on taking Quinton Johnson? No, it's the pick that became Quinton Johnson, right? He thought that pick could have been Kendry Miller, but I don't care if it's Quinton Johnson or Kendry Miller. Swap either of them out. To give up Deontay, Zay Flowers, and Jaden Reed for one guy who, whether it's Quinton Johnson, whether it's Kendry Miller, if he had kept that pick, doesn't matter. I just don't think, I don't think that's a good trade. It was, it was a lot at the time. I was, I was completely rattled. I was like, there has to be someone. And that's what threw me off so much when he takes JSN. I'm like, what is he? I'm so confused. I'm so fucking confused. And, um, but yeah, I don't love it. Didn't, didn't love it then. Thought it was a lot to give up and don't love it now, but I love it for Billy. I love it for Billy. As I've said multiple times, Billy looked at this draft and said, I'm competing. I need players. I need guarantees. Yeah, the picks aren't guarantees. They worked out in his favor, so that's a plus um, in Zay Flowers. But Deontay Johnson, he knew, was a, a someone he could slot in as a starter. Okay, so Devin gets Kendra Miller from me for Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison, and a 24-second. This, I don't actually think, is all that bad from Devin's standpoint. We have to see what the 24-second becomes, of course. I think that's going to move the needle entirely. Quentin Johnson is a bust. I have I have zero hope that guy's ever going to get it together. Kendry Miller, he's looked okay in spots, but he just cannot stay healthy. It seems like he's constantly not healthy. Kamara, it's probably his last year. Maybe he's with the team next year, so who knows? A year from now, there could be a ton of hype surrounding Kendry Miller, and you look at it and you say, hey, Jordan Addison, he's a nice number two. I mean, you know, the 24 seconds, whatever, but that's worth it for a running back of that caliber. I just, for now, I don't think it's horrible, but I don't think it's great. I think I, I my side had the more value. Now, here was potentially the mistake was then doing this trade with Billy, giving Quinton Johnson and Jordan Addison and a 25 third for Billy's 24 first, Dave's 24 third, and Jaden Reed. I mean, you know, I, like I said, we know that Quentin Johnson is a bust now, right? That's We don't need to debate it. So basically Jordan Addison for a first-round pick. That's good for Billy. Billy's been able to start Jordan Addison. He's had big weeks. It's a big part of Billy's, um, you know, point total. It's a big part of being first in the terrible worst division ever. Um, but, you know, it's good for him. So regardless, though, um, we're basically talking a first for Jordan Addison. It's going to depend. You know, I mean, Billy's got a, a bye week. When, when you get a first-round pick— on someone that has a bye week, and you think about it, the highest it can possibly be, that pick, is seven. You know what I like it's it's a pick in the seven to ten range. And it's probably someone comp it's probably gonna be someone comparable to Jordan Addison, but I don't know. I I'm looking ahead a bit, right? The running back, um, Landscape is really muddled, especially, you know, we're not going to get the declares until probably after the playoff or after the bowl games. Um, we might get we might get some after championship weekend heading into the playoffs, right? Like it wouldn't totally surprise me. I don't know, like if Travion Henderson declared and, and didn't play in whatever bowl game Ohio State gets, right? But everyone's going to want to see if they're in the playoffs first before making any rash moves, right? Um, you know, Blake Corum and, and Donovan Edwards, they won't announce until after the playoff. So it's a very muddled picture right now. But there, you know, there's maybe three to four running back guys that I kind of like that I could see, hey, they could be potential second rounders. Then you top that with the receiver class. There's five receivers I really like. I'm sure you know everybody's name. And there's three to four quarterbacks I like. So I do think there's a potential that, hey, at worst, am I taking Roma Dunze or Keon Coleman next year? It's like, yeah, Billy made the right move because Jordan Addison helped him 
in the present, but I might like one of those receivers just as much as I like Jordan Addison in the future. So we'll have to see how it plays out, but um, I kind of lead Billy. Uh, but Dave's 2024 third is also valuable. You know, that's that's tracking to be pick 21 or 22. We'll get back to that later. Oh, we'll get back to it right now because I gave that and Will Levis to Nate for Jonathan Mingo. Am I fucking stoned? Was I stoned off the Mingo? How could I get stoned off the Mingo? You all know what this is. Uh, an old Miss cocksucker through and through. That's me seeing Jonathan Mingo, being convinced, oh, this is the guy. He has a massive opportunity in Carolina with a good quarterback. <coughs> Bryce Young's horrible. Didn't see that coming. I, I knew he was raw, but holy shit, is he bad. There's some clips of him. The guy just doesn't even know how to run a route. I don't think he can stop. I don't think once he starts moving, he can actually stop. He needs a fucking CDL to to stop. I mean, a big body power slot guy who can't play in the slot because Thielen is their best receiver and he can only play in the slot, who has had no time to develop on the worst team in the league with the worst starting quarterback in the league on the worst offense. It's just, it's been a disaster. And I broke a cardinal rule. You never, ever trade up, ever, ever, ever trade up for a receiver. Unless it's your top guy, unless it's your JSN, unless it's your Jamar Chase, unless it's your Marvin Harrison Jr., unless it's your Chris Olave, whoever is your number one receiver you could trade up for. If they are not the number one, do not trade up for a receiver. There are other receivers just as good, like Jaden Reed, who I got later in the third round, and I didn't have to trade up for. Completely stupid. Um, I don't know why I was was so eager. I was was seduced by the Mingo, Um, and I just saw it all so clearly. (laughs) But, you know, I mean... I, I was, I, it was, it was foolish, you know, taking Tajay Spears, taking Will Levis, th- those would have been smarter moves if you're going to trade up or just keeps Dave's pick. I just said, wow, I got so many picks. I got, I get, you know, it, it's the casino effect. You play, a, you play a little blackjack and you really start winning. And then you just think, well, hell I'm already up a hundred dollars. I could go, you know, throw 200 on roulette and you lose it. You know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of effect. I was drunk with power in all these 24 picks, but I shouldn't have done it. Bad trade. All right. The cataclysmic, the championship clinching, the handing of the torch, the worst, dumbest thing ever done in this league, and I don't care, I don't want to hear any justifications or what people thought at the time, it ruined my bachelor party, it stuck a fork in the affair, it stuck a fork in Devin's foot, stuck a fork in my heart, was Matt giving Billy, Travis Kelsey, and Christian McCaffrey for Mark Andrews, Tyreek Hill, and James Conner. Tyreek Hill has had a fantastic year, we are still a standard league. Mark Andrews, no one could have saw that injury coming, He is still not as good as Travis Kelsey has been this year, even with Travis Kelsey missing time earlier in the season. The the time they were both healthy, it's not even close. Cut it off when the the week Andrews got hurt, it's still Kelsey. And to the downgrade from Christian McCaffrey to James Conner is the fucking Mariana Trench in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It doesn't matter how James Conner poised to look. The Cardinals were obviously going to be one of the worst teams in the league without Kyler Murray. Complete rebuild. He's an older, banged-up running back who got hurt. Surprise, surprise. And even if he didn't, what would he have been doing that would be anywhere close to Christian McCaffrey on the slaughter machine that is the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan with the unbeatable touchdown streak? I mean, it is. it was Matt saying, I'm okay. I would rather piss people off than win another championship. I would rather give it to Billy 
and piss everyone off at the bachelor party so I could giggle to win another championship. That's his choice. That's his That's his prerogative and ain't mine. Worst trade in history. I'm sick of And if Billy has to say, you know, it really wasn't that bad at the time. It was that bad. It was that fucking bad. You scooted out of the bachelor party as soon as you got the deal done because you knew you had gotten away with murder. You were like escaping the scene of the crime, hightailing it out of the city into a different county. So don't tell me it wasn't fucking bad. All right. The next trade. <laughs> Matt gets Drake London for Dave's 24 first. I hated this at the time. I told Matt, I don't like Drake London. I hate that team. I hate that coach. I wouldn't give a first for him. Wouldn't do it then. Wouldn't do it now. Um, I actually might skip ahead here because I got that first for T. Higgins. So Dave essentially traded Drake London for T. Higgins. Uh, yes, please. I think that's a great deal for Dave. Um, for me, I'll come back to it. But just wanted to bring that. Okay. So now, Nikki, in a deal with Bob, gets Kenny Pickett for the price of Amari Cooper and a 2025 second. I, um, I like this deal more for Nikki. I think, I know Kenny Pickett's not great. He's a starting quarterback. I sense that unless he really flames out, the Steelers are just in, oh God, I better knock on some wood before I say this, but they are in a favorable position, I will say. With, you know, another matchup against the Jake Browning Bengals at home, a, um, a, a, a home game against the Patriots, a home game against um, the, uh, the, the Cardinals coming up this week. They have a long bye after the Patriots game before having to play in Indy on Saturday, and then that gives them an extra day of rest when they play the following Sunday. So just in the fact that they're seven and three or what are, what are they seven and four? I don't even fucking know. They're seven and four. I don't care. Um, eight and four. I, I I don't know. I think they're seven and four. Um, I'd have to look. But you know what I'm saying. They're they're in they're in pole position to be second in the in the division. Chance at a wild card. Pickett's really gonna have to flame out to get replaced next year. Is he a long term guy? No. But he's a guy that you can use in a super flex league. For Bob, it made sense. He wasn't gonna use him. He was having a horrible, horrible stretch. And so getting Amari Cooper, who, you know, I'm not as big of a fan of as as Bob and Nick here are going to be. So maybe that's coloring my picture here. I think most people would look at that as a win. I'm just not a big enough fan of his. And now seeing what happened with Deshaun Watson, you know, and, and DTR. We'll see how the Flacco connection goes. Um, but Nicky flipped Kenny Pickett immediately. And Chris Olave. And his 24 first. And his 24 third. And his 25 third. For Austin Eckler and TJ Hawkinson. I didn't like this at all. I just didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. I thought it stunk from the moment I saw it. Number one, I just praised him for the for the move to get Kenny Pickett. I thought it was shrewd. You you, you can't predict that you were going to lose to Sean Watson, but it would have been nice to have Kenny Pickett at this time to pair with Dak. That's a good, solid, dependable starter you could be using for your playoff push. And I get that this was the playoff push. He needed a tight end. And TJ Hawkinson's been good, has been really good. But this is a lot to give up, including Chris Olave. Now, if Austin Eckler had rounded into form, right, and maybe he's got a great playoff run in him. I don't I don't think that he does. But he just hasn't looked the same. He's looked old. Chargers are disappointing. This was a lot to give up. I mean, if Nikki wins a championship and it's on the backs of Hawkinson and Eckler, it's all worth it, but I don't love it. For Drew, I love it. Perfect. This is exactly what he needed to do. 
He needed youth at quarterback. He he needed more up. I mean, he's got great receivers, but you know, with Jefferson being down, getting Olave doesn't hurt. Getting first round picks doesn't hurt. And if we think about he remember, he acquired both Austin Eckler and TJ Hawkinson in trade. So here's his net net package. Here's after all the moves that Drew's made, this is the net package. He gives up Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Rondale Moore, a 24 fourth, and $20 in fab for Kenny Pickett, three 24 firsts, and a 24 third. That's a pretty good, he didn't pay a ton out the ass for Eckler or Hawkinson. Sold them both pretty high, and then sold Olave in the deal for more firsts. So, really got quite a lot, and has the potential to completely change his future next year with the draft. So I love it not only for Drew, but I love the moves that he made in general. Um, so Nick, I gave him Jonathan Mingo and Michael Wilson for his 24-third. Yeah, I mean, I think I th- I, that's pretty negligible, right? I mean, I think it makes sense for both sides. I I wanted more capital in the future, given the way that my team was headed. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really need. I'm not going to start either of those guys. If either of them pop, they could crack Nick's lineup. Um, and it's a worthwhile gamble. It's a two for one, right? You're getting two third round players that are playing now for a for an unknown third rounder in the future. So I think it made sense for both sides, not not egregious in either direction. Um Drew gets Billy's 24 first and Nate's 24 first and gives me Chris Olave. Now the day the week after I made this trade, I was really hot to get this trade done. Really, really hot because I was looking at um the Saints schedule and just thinking, damn, they got soft pass defense after soft pass defense. I'm like, they're going to get it together, Car and Olave. He's too good. This is going to be the time. He's going to have a blow-up week, and then the price is going to go up even more. I got to make an aggressive offer and get it done. Um, you know, I probably could have paid a little less for, for how things were looking at the time, but wow, if I had waited one week, I could have played a lot less because that was the infamous Thursday night game. Olave gives up on the route. Carr throws it out of the sidelines. There's all that debate online. Oh, he threw it out, out, out way out of the sidelines because he knew that Olave was giving up. There's the debate. Olave saw that it was, you know, so far gone. He's like, I'm not fucking running for that, right? I don't care what happened. But it was clear they're not on the same page. They're not friendly. They're not, <laughs> this is not working out. It's not as good as it could be. And then after that, you know, some good production out of Olave. Um, and and just last week, 114 yards in the first half. And then Carr throws him a fucking late, absolute hospital ball that gets him rocked on the ground when he was wide open for a potential touchdown. At least another 40-yard gain. I mean, which, by the way, also would have made the difference in me and Dave. But that's another point. I I really might kill Derek Carr. If the FBI finds this... Tell them they should be worried. Um, but like seriously, I mean, it's um, it, it, it's been up and down. I still believe long-term. I don't know the Saints. I feel like they have to do whatever they can to figure this thing out. Maybe that's even drafting a guy this year. I don't know. Um, but I still believe in the talent that is Olave. Two first-round picks is, is a lot to give up. So I, I give this over to Drew. I think Drew got the better side of this deal, especially where his team is at. Um and knowing that, hey, I could have hold on, held on to those picks and tried to make a deal at this time of year, closer to the playoffs, right? But I, I wanted him. I thought the price would go up. I thought I needed another guy I could start. So, yeah, it's been it's been tough. But I think this could prove out, especially if those picks are later, this could prove out not horrible, but not great. Um, and why I was also motivated to do it was because, you know, I was originally just offering T. Higgins in a first. And that wasn't moving the needle. 
So I was like, damn it, a, a T. Higgins in a first is not moving the needle? Because he wasn't that big on T. Higgins. So I'm like, I can't believe I can't get that deal done. Um, so then I asked Dave, hey, can I get Matt's 24 first for T. Higgins? And he said yes. So then the way I looked at it was, okay, I can give Drew two firsts, and that's the same deal because I just got a first, right? I give him, I'm, I'm netting, I'm getting Chris Olave, and I'm giving up one first and T. Higgins. So, because I still have one. So, yeah, I mean, I could have just traded T. Higgins and had three firsts and seen what that could have given me, right? I could have made some contingency of, hey, you get the the lower two of my three firsts, right? But the other factor in this was I wanted to give up Nate's because I wanted to have a vested interest in Nate. I knew that if things were going to go south for my season, I needed my first-round pick back. And so we can get into that one right now. Um, oh, this deal, by the way, the T. Higgins... For the first, I think I won that. I mean, I just, injuries aside, T. Higgins has had flashes. I don't know where he ends up next year. I don't know what's going on with the Bengals. I, I don't know. I mean, he could go to Houston, and I feel like a big dummy, but I think I'd rather have the pick, especially if Matt's not going to make a bye week. You never know what could happen in the first round. He's had some clunkers this year. I mean, you know, that could be a pick that ends up five or six. It, it could, and I'll, I'll do that for, I'll take that, Gamble for T. Higgins, who with the knowing that I was getting Olave and the way my receiving core is shaping out, he's getting more and more edged out. Where I wasn't really, if things go well, I'm not going to be starting him. But so flipping over, um, no, we'll, we'll wait for it. Um, I'll tell you why I wanted Matt's first instead of Nate's later. So then this is a big trade, and this is a good one. So we got Dave getting Anthony Richardson, Nick Chubb, Michael Pittman, and Matt's 24 second and Matt getting Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, and Kyler Murray. So this was, I think, a good, it was a good trade for both sides. I don't I don't know. Nick Chubb, it makes me worried. I don't know how he's going to look when he comes back, obviously. I think it's a worthwhile gamble for Dave, though. His team's not good. It's going to be hard to get. But, I, I mean, Najee, is, 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 is Chubb off the injury that much wor- that much better than Najee? I don't know. You know, Anthony Richardson off the injury is such an unknown. I've never liked Michael Pittman. I mean, I really don't know if I love this for Dave, actually. I might just stick with those guys. I might have just tried to move Cup. And I'm not just saying that because Cup hasn't had good weeks. It's just that he's the obvious guy who is the most win-now piece. He's the oldest receiver. He's the oldest of the bunch. I mean, I just don't know if I love these risks that Dave's taking. And I think, yeah, is there going to be upside if this pays off? Sure. But like Najee and, and, and... and Kyler are playing this year, you know? I mean, they're not coming off of injury. Well, Kyler is, but he's playing off of it, right? They're they're entering 2024 healthy. We don't know what Anthony Richardson and Nick Chubb are going to be entering 2024 like. We just don't. And is their upside so much greater than Najee and Kyler's? I really don't know, especially factoring in the industry in injury risk. I'm not sure it is. So I kind of really like it more for Matt, to be honest, um, and, and this is a good example of, you know, Matt throwing it in my face. Hey, you say I dry, draft too many quarterbacks, but I'm drafting an injured, unproven guy and getting multiple assets for a championship run. Totally fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. But, you know, this, this deal, it's you just don't always know that those deals are there, is my point. When you have the draft pick and you say, hey, I can draft it. And I guess you don't know that the, the draft pick you play will be worth flexing either. So, goes both ways. I like this more for Matt. Interestingly enough... They actually already traded Michael Pittman, um, and so if you if you 
if you go back to that, actually, so originally, Dave gave Josh Jacobs and Michael Pittman for Kyler. So if you net the two trades and everything that went down, Matt ends up with Pacheco, Jacobs, Cup, and Harris. And Dave ends up with Nick Chubb, Anthony Richardson, and a 24 second. Obviously, they were in different places at different times when both these trades were made, but that's not great. I mean, that, that, that favors Matt even more, that he basically borrowed Kyler for that time, and then by the time he gives him back, you know, he's, he's getting more players, he's getting more starters. Okay, Matt, um, I gave him a 24-second in Ezekiel Elliott for Gardner Minshew. I want to fucking break this microphone talking about that. God fucking damn it. Dobbs, Dobbs was benched and then traded and I, I was I was a mess. I was like, I need this guy. I literally have two back-to-back bye weeks coming up for quarterback. And I'm on the bubble. I need to make a move. I should have tried to get it out for a third. He was ha- had me by the balls. He knew I was in desperate, dire straits. And he fucking took advantage of me. For a team that might not make the playoffs, that could be pick 13. I gave that up for Gardner Minshew. That'll haunt me forever. I, I need to pray that that's a bust if that pick ends up 13. Terrible, terrible, dumb trade. One of the worst here. Okay, now here's a big one. So I, I immediately gave up uh, Gardner Minshew. So you can you could call it a net and say, all right, well, yeah. So I gave a 24 second my own um, my 24 second Zeke and Saquon for my own 24 first, Dave's 24 third, and Nate's 25 third. So is what's going on here? Now this is precisely why I wanted Matt's pick and not Nate's. I knew that. Nate was riding high. At the time, was ranked ahead of Matt. I think most people thought that Matt would end up on top. And, it, yeah, Nate is probably not going to get a, um, a bye week, and Matt could possibly. But still, my motivation was I knew the season wasn't going exactly as intended, and I, I might have to be in a situation where I need my pick back. So if I need my pick back and Nate has it, I have to give Nate a good player to get it. So if I'm holding on to Nate's pick still, number one, he can try to use that in the negotiation. Well, yeah, I'll give you your pick back. You give me mine back. You know, I don't really want to do that. I want to keep both. And then number two, if I give him good players, then the pick that I'm still holding from him gets worse, right? Like he he might have success in the playoffs because I just gave him Saquon. If I have Matt's pick instead, and I know that I've got a potential deal with Nate coming on the horizon, I'm not only getting a pick that I've got no interest in. I've, I, I only want Matt to lose, right? And I'm not supporting Matt by giving him a player. I'm also giving weapons, ammo, to a potential competitor in the playoffs who could potentially knock him out and make that pick better. So that's why I wanted the pick. Um, now, where were my fuck-ups? My number one fuck-up was, you know, in, in even even doing this deal, Nate wanted, in the Lamar deal, wanted to give me my first-round pick. I was the one that said to give me his. The, the dumbest thing to do there is to take a position. It would have been so much smarter in hindsight to just say, give me the higher of our two first, right? Because when he gave me his pick, that's what his assumption was. That was my assumption in asking for it. That was dumb as shit. If I just say, give me the higher, okay, yeah, then the Olave, I don't have the ammo for the Olave deal, right? There's all this different factor, or I don't pull the trigger because I'm like, well, my pick might be really high. Um, but the, the fact, the point remains, 
I wouldn't have done that. I mean, I, I, I should have done that, right? Like, I wouldn't have then traded him Saquon. Or I would have traded him Saquon and got other things. You know, so that just wasn't smart. And then trying to get the tw- Dave's 24-third back, I mean, for a deal in Mingo, who I dealt out anyway, just, just, just making up for bad mistakes. And when you look at it, I traded for Saquon. I way overpaid for him. And I'll do the same thing I just did for Matt and Dave. I gave Nate Gardner Minshew, Will Levis, Javante Williams, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, and my 25 first. And the only new things that I'm getting out of that deal are a 24 third and a 25 third. That's it. That was the cost of renting Saquon for not even a full calendar season. Now, Saquon did help me very much. Helped me in the end. Helped me get to a championship. Would I pay all that for a cha- Would I pay Gardner Minshew, Will Levis, Javante Williams, Elijah Moore, Sky Moore, and my 25 first for a championship appearance? <sighs> for one chance, for one shot to finally win it after going three times? Yeah, I would. I'd do it again. Didn't work out, but I'd do it again. All right, we're almost to the end here. So Matt recently gave up Justin Fields and Hollywood Brown, and Devin received Kyler Murray. I didn't get this trade for either of them, and I still don't. I just I fail to understand this one. After all that time of holding Justin Fields through the highs and the lows, I mean, incredible lows when it looked like he might not be a starter, through the highs of, oh my God, he's the top fantasy quarterback down the stretch. He ha- is having an amazing run throughout the playoffs. To hold him all that time and then trade him now, right when he's coming off of injury, right when the Bears are actually looking a little more competent, it was just a little weird to me. I didn't understand the motivation for Devin to want to pull out. Um, now, I do, and, and Kyler Murray, it's like, we're not going to a, a, a super sure thing here. And, you know, you might, you, you know, you're, you're not necessarily, you're on the bubble. You're like me. You don't know if you're all in. You don't know if you're out. And at this point, you're just going to have to wait and see how the cards fall, right? But, I mean, that's why I also didn't get it. It's like, well, if you're going to trade Justin Fields, why don't you just wait and see if you're in the playoffs, right? I mean, maybe you can trade him to Billy, who's like, fuck yeah, I'll give you a shit ton for Justin Fields, you know, um, to be able to put in my in my super flex spot. I just, so I didn't get it. That didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then on Matt's part, you're going for a championship. I, I mean, I, I know Fields has a lot of upside, but... Doesn't Kyler feel like the more stable asset through a championship run right now? I mean, I know both teams are bad, but I think I'd kind of rather have Kyler going through if I was if I was going through a playoff run. And even thinking, hey, where the Cardinals are picking, Kyler has a contract. It's too expensive to move off of. Fields does not. And they gotta decide, even if Fields plays okay down the stretch, they gotta decide, do we want to pay him a hundred million like all these other quarterbacks are making? Or do we want to just draft a cheap quarterback with this top pick that we have and keep building this team up and give ourselves more time, extend the rebuilding window. And I just think he's going to have to be really, really fucking good down the stretch for them to want to roll with him. I think he's getting traded, and you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, trust me, as a Trey Lance owner, he could, he, could, he could be on the Vikings, which would be dope. He could be on the Saints. He could be on the Raiders. He could be on the Steelers. Who knows? But you just don't know. So someone could trade him for a third-round pick for him to be a backup. You just don't know. Whereas Kyler, we know he's getting another year. We know where they're picking. They might be getting Marvin Harrison Jr. I, that's so. So maybe that does lean it in favor of of Devin Moore. I just didn't think it made sense for either team at the time. And I I don't know. I'd like both those guys to be able to speak their piece to it because I didn't get it. And then our last most recent trade. 
Bob gets Derrick Henry, Drew gets Traylon Burks, Bob's 24 first, and his own 24 third back. This is a fine deal. Drew needed to do this. He needed to move Derrick Henry. He needed to get a first. That's exactly what he got. Bob is in is in the is in the top of the division, cruising towards a bye week. He has not had a bye week once in the history of this league. This is he's going to finish if he finishes second overall in the regular season. That's the highest he's ever finished. So yeah, this is the time you go all in. You give up your pick. You you say to yourself, look, if I have a bye week, my pick at highest is seven overall. I'll do that to get Derrick Henry down the stretch in December for the playoffs. So I love it for both teams. I thought this was probably the most fair trade out of anything. All right, and that's it. That's trade review. I am going to take a break. I am going to take a break, and there is a third podcast coming up. A third podcast. I don't know what's it called. What's it, what, is it, what is it called? What do you need? What do you need to believe? I don't know. Um, but yeah, basically, I'm going to go over the playoff scenarios. What's it, what's at stake for you this weekend? Every team, what's at stake for you? How high can you get? How low can you get? What's guaranteed? What's not? What's on the bubble? I'll go through it all. I'll review it all. That's coming up next, the last of three. My gift to you. Bye-bye.